This audio is brought to you by muslimcentral.com. Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen Wa salatu wa salamu ala ashrafil anbiya wal mursaleen Nabiyyina Muhammadin wa ala alihi wa sahbihi ajma'in ومن سار على نهجه إلى يوم الدين عباد الله اتقوا الله حق تقاته ولا تموتن إلا وأنتم مسلمون يا أيها الذين آمنوا اتقوا الله وقولوا قولا سديدا يصلح لكم أعمالكم ويغفر لكم ذنوبكم ومن يطع الله ورسوله فقد فاز فوزا عظيما أما بعد فإن أصدق الحديث كتاب الله وخير الهدي هدي محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم وشر الأمور محدثاتها وكل محدثة في هذا الدين بدعة وكل بدعة في الدين ضلالة وكل ضلالة في النار All praise and gratitude belongs to Allah our Creator We seek His help, we seek His refuge May His prayers and blessings be unto His Messenger Muhammad Peace be upon Him, His family and all those who follow him in righteousness till the last hour. My brothers and sisters, as to what follows, Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Before I begin, I'd just like to make a note that this is not a real Jumu'ah khutbah. This is a virtual khutbah just so that we can connect ourselves to the beautiful memory of our Jumu'ah and the khutbas that we used to attend before the lockdown, may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala bring about ease and comfort to the Muslim ummah and to the rest of the people of the world. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala guide us and return us back to remembering him and to our salat in the masjid. Ameen. So please do not uh, pray the Jumu'ah prayer after this. It will not be accepted and it is not valid to pray behind me as your Imam unless we were in a masjid together and we were all physically connected my brothers and sisters as we have advertised the topic for today inshallah is about self-compassion in times of hardship many Muslims around the world neglect themselves thinking that they're not allowed to have compassion towards themselves I'm going to say that it is part of the Quran and Sunnah that the first and foremost focus is actually on the self. We are not talking about selfishness or greed or ego or self-desires. We are talking about monitoring ourselves and sticking within the boundaries that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has guided us to. But at the same time, not to go too extreme on ourselves, either this way towards seriousness and hardship and to not to go to extremes in the path of ease and negligence where we forget our duties and responsibilities. Allah said in the Quran, And behold, we have made you, O Muslims, a nation which is balanced, not too extreme in either way. Allah has sent down our deen, my dear brothers and sisters, as a balanced religion. We are not extreme in either way. At the same time, we have to look after ourselves. For if we can't breathe, how can we help others around us breathe? 
If you're a parent and you don't look after your own well-being, how can you look after your children's well-being or your spouse's well-being? My brothers and sisters in Islam, once there was the companion Salman al-Farisi and the companion Abu Darda, radiyallahu anhumah, the Prophet peace be upon him had made them a special type of brothers. They had to look after, for, after each other in Medina. One day Salman al-Farisi went to visit his brother Abu Darda and he wasn't home. His wife answered and he found her in an undesirable state. She had old clothing and she looked quite neglected. So he went looking for him and found him in the masjid and ordered him to come home. He was fasting that day and Salman al-Farisi said, break your fast Abu Darda. He said, you took me from the masjid and now you want me to break my voluntary fast? He said, yes. Then the sleeping time came and he said to him, Abu Darda, you're going to sleep. You're not going to stay awake. And then they woke up later on. Abu Darda went to the Prophet ﷺ and complained about what Salman al-Farisi was doing. Abu Darda thought that by staying in the masjid all the time, praying all the nights and fasting all the day was something that Allah is pleased with. But on the contrary, the Prophet ﷺ asked him, what does Salman say to you, Abu Darda? And he said, he says to me, Ya Abu Darda, لربك عليك حق ولزوجك عليك حق ولنفسك عليك حق. Oh Abu Darda, your Lord has a right upon you. Your wife has a right upon you. And your own well-being, your mental and physical state has its own right upon you. فَعْطِ كُلُّ ذِي كُلَّ ذِي حَقٍ Give each one of them their right in due balance. Don't give one more than the other. The point of this hadith, my dear brothers and sisters, the Prophet ﷺ said to him, Sadaqa Salman, Sadaqa Salman. Salman has spoken the truth. Salman has spoken the truth. Therefore, our mental state, our physical state, our health and our deen, all of it has its right. And we must also look after it for it is a trust. Once a man was in the masjid and he was called Abu Ayyu, Abu, uh, Abu, uh, he was called Abu Umama from the Ansar. The Prophet ﷺ entered and saw him sitting in a corner of the masjid outside of the time of Salat. He approached him وسلم, because he is compassionate and he put his arm around his shoulder and said, Oh Abu Umama, why is it that I see you in the masjid at a time when it's not time for Salat? Are you okay? And he was full of sadness and worry. He said, Ya Rasulullah, the worries of life, the hardships of life, and the debts. The Prophet ﷺ said to him, Do you want me to teach you some words that will relieve you of your hardships, your worries, and your debts? He said, Yes, Ya Rasulullah. He said, Say, every time you go to sleep and every time you wake up, Allahumma inni a'udhu bika, bika min al hammi wal hazan. Oh Allah, I seek your protection from sadness and worry, and I seek your protection from being lazy or inactive. And I seek your protection from being cowardice or fearful. And oh Allah, I seek your protection from falling into debt and overcoming me. And I seek your protection from the hardship and abuse of men. The man said after that, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala relieved me of my worries and my debt. My brothers and sisters, we need to remember Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in our times. And we need to make moments where it's between us and Allah, where you look after yourself. The Prophet ﷺ was not concerned too much about his debts and his worries 
as much as he was concerned about his well-being and his health. Why? Because worries, debt and hardships in life are all temporary. Every hardship, every disease, every sickness, our current condition now with the coronavirus and the disease and the fears that people have around the world, whatever that fear is, it is temporary, my brothers and sisters, and it will be lifted. And there is a reason why we're going through this, let us understand that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala does not want hardship for His creation. Allah says, Allah does not change the peaceful and secure state of a people unless they have changed something about themselves. Allah says in another verse, Allah is ever so compassionate to His servants. Hardship, my brothers and sisters, is a way of strengthening us, learning about ourselves and repenting. It teaches us to become stronger once we accept it. But what Islam doesn't like us to do is to overburden ourselves with information that is unnecessary for us to go through. It doesn't burden ourselves with arguing and going and debating with other people and carrying upon ourselves burdens and responsibilities which Allah did not place upon us. Allah says, have compassion upon yourself. My brothers and sisters in Islam, all the prophets went through hardship. Prophet Ayyub and his physical sickness for years. Prophet Muhammad وسلم, one after the other, there is even a year called the year of sadness for the Prophet Prophet Yunus السلام, made a mistake in a choice that he made and he had to learn from the consequences of his mistake. Maryam السلام, subhanallah, at the trunk of the palm tree, she says, I wish that I would have died before this and become forgotten. But my brothers and sisters, none of them gave up from the mercy of Allah as even our Prophet Ya'qub became blind from the sadness, yet he used to say, I complain to Allah my sadness and my hardship. I do not complain to people. My brothers and sisters in Islam, Allah assures us that yusra, with every hardship, there is always ease. And if you notice the verse, it starts with Al-Usr and ends with Yusr. And the word Yusr is the last word Allah uses, which the Arabs know in language that it means whatever the last word is, it means that's what's going to happen. Therefore, there's going to be ease. The hardship is always lifted, my brothers and sisters. Inshallah, today I will give you five practical tips to be compassionate towards yourselves and towards your children that we can use that come from both the Quran and Sunnah and for also from scientific studies which agrees with it. بِإِذْنِهِ تَعَالَى For now, أَقُولُ قَوْلِ هَذَا وَأَسْتَغْفِرُ اللَّهَ لِي وَلَكُمْ فَاسْتَغْفِرُوهُ إنه هو الغفور الرحيم الحمد لله على إحسانه والشكر له على توفيقه وامتنانه والصلاة والسلام على من لا نبي من بعده وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين My brothers and sisters in Islam In times of uncertainty we have a golden rule in Islam Number one to seek the advice of people that we trust and who have the knowledge that is needed to advise us so seek advice from people that are personally close to you, who have knowledge about whatever you are fearing or whatever you are uncertain about and seek as much as you can from them their advice. Number two, make istikhara. Istikhara is seeking Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's counsel. Make wudu, pray two rak'ah and lift your hands up to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and say the dua of istikhara. You can get this from any dua book. And istikhara means, oh Allah, I leave my affairs in your hands and whatever you see is right for me, 
let it come to me and whatever is wrong keep it away from me and me away from it and let me be guided to that which is best for me in my deen my health and my hereafter if people do that inshallah you will have a successful life and you'll be guided in your life but also know my brothers and sisters that whatever Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has decreed it's going to happen and whatever he hasn't decreed will not happen Rasulullah said to his young cousin Abdullah ibn Abbas O young man know that if you monitor the boundaries which Allah has placed for you Allah will look after you because you are following the guidance of Allah keep Allah in your mind and he will always be in front of you O Ghulam O young man if you're going to ask anyone ask Allah first and foremost if you seek refuge seek his help first and know that the entire world if it if it gathered to benefit you in something which Allah has not written for you they cannot benefit you except what Allah has written and if they came to harm you with something Allah has not written against you they cannot harm you except with Allah Allah has written and then he said victory comes with patience and ease comes after hardship then he said the ink has dried and the books have been closed the pages are closed my brothers and sisters we do what we can we work within our control don't burden yourself with more than what you can control my first advice to you number one my brothers and sisters is to avoid overburdening yourself going on social media and listening to bits and pieces night and day from here and there trying to find answers which we cannot find answers to a lot of people have become so obsessed and found themselves in a spiral web at information and argumentation and debate over matters which they cannot find solutions to to the point where subhanallah some people maybe we fear that the stress that they are going through may get to them to their health and even to their life before what they are fearing so look after your stress mother and sisters and go and do other things that benefit you in this world and in the hereafter Rasulullah said if the world was ending you see the signs of the last hour coming this hadith is in Bukhari and you have a shoot of plant a little plant to plant in the ground he said plant it and don't worry if the world's going to end tomorrow or the day after in another hadith in Bukhari he said if you heard of the Dajjal coming out and you have a shoot of plant to plant it then plant it for after the Dajjal there's going to be life for people which they can benefit from what you planted the point my dear brothers and sisters is this you do what is within your control and do not give up and fear what is for tomorrow for you don't know what's there Allah does not hold you accountable for tomorrow he holds you accountable for now number two this may seem very simple but wallahi it's in our religion breathe my brothers and sisters breathe breathe five times a day what I mean by breathing is hold your breath and exhale now you might think how does this matter well look at Salat in your Salat Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala orders to have khushu'a khushu'a means to calm down and to breathe slowly and recite the Quran slowly in your Quran when you recite it's the same thing look what happens you take a deep breath and you recite a verse some verses are long some of them are short sometimes you have to extend the letter sometimes you shorten it but you're holding your breath in and then you pause and then you move to the next ayah in Salat is the same thing my brothers and sisters this is a breathing mechanism that Allah subhanahu wa has given us in our normal day-to-day -day worship Quran and Salat so breathe my dear brothers and sisters wallahi it makes a difference in your positive thinking and in your calmness if I look social media information 
and I'm always bothered with trying to find solutions, you realize that your heartbeat, um, your heartbeat increases and your breathing increases. But when you recite Quran, it forces you to take a deep breath. And that's why one of the reasons why you feel better after you recite Quran. So recite Quran in your day and pray your prayer with calmness and slowly. And you will find, inshallah, the breathing patterns helping you by the will of Allah. Number two, my brothers and sisters, is Salat and Quran and Dua. Many of us have neglected the Dua. Make Dua and seek help from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in your sujood and in your standing and sitting every now and then in your day. Wallahi has a tremendous effect on you as the Prophet taught that man in the masjid. Number, number three, or number four may I say, brothers and sisters, do something that is beneficial to yourself that brings you happiness. Joke, entertain, laugh. And you know what? Right now in our lockdown, we have something so special that we didn't realize before, and that is the family we live with. One brother said to me, Wallahi, because of my work always being outside, for the first time my children are in lockdown and I'm seeing them more often. I asked him, what did you realize? He said, the first thing I realized is we don't understand each other. We don't understand each other, subhanAllah, and his children are growing. By the time they're teenagers, they're not going to have a good communication relationship or even, a, a, you know, a, a, they won't go to their father for solutions because they don't understand each other. This is a time to connect. And number five, my dear brothers and sisters, have physical contact with your family at home. Hug, talk, put your arm around each other, your children, your spouse. Wallahi, it has a huge effect. And I may I add one more thing, number six, it's very simple. Force yourself to smile. Smile, my brothers and sisters. There is great research in that, not just from Islam, but in science. Smiling and forcing yourself to smile brings positiveness to your mind and opens up your hope and connects you with other people. Brothers and sisters in Islam, my advice is to focus on what you can control, avoid what you cannot control, and rely on Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. I ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to relieve us of the hardship that we are in and to grant us the guidance to stay away from what is haram. Oh Allah, make this hardship a lesson for us and one that you do not deny us the rewards of. For in it there are many rewards and opportunities to rise ta'ala. Avoid argumentation, avoid insults, avoid letting this hardship get the worst of you. For Wallahi, neither this virus nor any other disease or fear in the world None of it controls you, my dear brothers and sisters, none of it, but rather it tells you who you are. So don't let it control it. You will know yourself and ask Allah to assist you. Ibadallah, inna Allah ya'muru bil'adli wal-ihsani wa iyita'i dhil-qurba wa yanha'anil fahsha'i wal-munkari wal-baghi ya'idhukum la'allakum tadhakkaroon. O servants of Allah, Allah commands you to do justice and be fair. And he commands you to do good beyond what is just your duty and he commands you to connect your family ties and he forbids you from being unjust and he forbids you from doing immoral acts he reminds you so that you may be straightened and remember aqulu qawli hadha wa astaghfirullaha li wa lakum wa sallallahu ala nabiyyina muhammad wa ala alihi wa sahbihi ajma'in wassalamu alaykum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh my dear brothers and sisters here and around the world